Lord. Good morning, esteemed Sister Maka. Good morning, everyone. Once again, we are welcome to the Inspired by the World Times of Prayers. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity to lead the prayers this morning. Praise the Lord. Right now, I would like to hand over to Bro Martins. We're going into the Rhapsody session, and I would like to hand over to Bro Martins to take us through the Rhapsody segment. Thank you. Thank you so much, esteemed um, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody, depending on where you're connected from at this time. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word devotional. Praise the Lord. This morning, we're taking our Rhapsody of Realities, our, de our devotional this morning. And Pastor is saying unto us, attaining spiritual maturity. Praise the Lord. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. First John 2, 12 to 13. The Apostle John, in the opening text, addresses three classes of God's people. First, the little children. Then, the young men. And finally, the fathers. Fathers, in this context, isn't referring to the male parents, but to those who have attained spiritual maturity in Christ. Those who have raised others and have been in the Lord long enough to have the experience of God through his word. It refers to those who have come to spiritual manhood. In them, the word of God is fulfilled through the Holy Spirit. These ones are able to understand and interpret the mind of God on a wide variety of issues and establish his righteousness. Praise the Lord. You know, <laughs> I'm just imagining through the Holy Spirit, these ones are able to understand and interpret the mind of God. You know, there are times when you find yourself walking into maybe a mall, a place, a viewing center, whatever it is, and you just see someone, and you have this knowledge to talk to the person. You find yourself talking to the person, maybe telling the person particular first-hand personal information or personal challenges and things that the Spirit of God was ministering to you at that time to to minister to this person. And as you're saying it, you just find the person nodding his head, nodding his head, nodding his head, or nodding her head in affirmation to the things you're saying. It shows you have attained spiritual maturity. It shows you've gotten to a point where you're matured and you can beat your chest and say, yes, I'm matured. Praise the Lord. Attaining to this level of spiritual maturity is simply by giving yourself to the scriptures in study and meditation. Wow. Knowing God's word and living by it every day in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, Amplified Classic, Paul admonished, say, study and be eager to do your utmost to present yourself to God, approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing rightly handling and skillfully teaching, wow, the word of truth. Dear Lord, 
I'll take this again. It says, study and be eager to do your utmost to present yourself to God, approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, that is rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. A workman who needs not be ashamed. You know, this is akin to the scripture that says, um, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. For the power of God unto salvation. Are you ashamed of the gospel? Can you preach it where you go to? Can you preach it in the midst of your friends? Can you preach it in your office? Can you tell people about this risen Christ? Or do you find it hard to open your mouth because you don't want them to look down on you or to look at you as... Then one of the things I always say to myself is, and I tell most of my people, I say, I study the word of God first for myself. And if you hear me preach, make any post, any comment anywhere, it is first for me before it is for others. I first preach to myself before I preach to others. Because like Paul said, he said, how be it, God forbid, I, after preaching to everyone, I become a castaway. You just find yourself preaching, 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 preaching. Have you attained spiritual maturity? Have you been able to rightly divide, as the Bible says, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth? Praise the Lord. Also, John said in John 5, 89, search the scriptures. Voraciously read, search the scriptures. The scripture has the capacity to build you onto maturity. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among them which are sanctified. The word is your life. Therefore, yield yourself to the word to build and nourish you. The Bible says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. 1 Peter 2, verse 2. The word is the only ingredient that can transform and build our lives on all three levels, spirit, soul, and body. You know, um, when the creation began, when God, made, when God created the world, he spoke everything to being. Let there be light. Let there be this. Let there be, he spoke everything. But when he came to making man, He said, let us make man. So he said it first. Then he made man with his hands and he breathed his spirit into man. And the Bible says man became a living soul. But the beautiful thing about it is, he said, let him function like us. Let him act like us. Let him behave like us. Let him be like us. Man was made in the image and likeness of God. If God is a creator by words, it means man is also a creator by words. Now think about this. That same word became flesh, dwelt among us. That same word, the Bible says, has gone back to heaven. The Bible now says that same word, as he is, so are we in this world. That same word. So who are we? We are 
the word of God. Our source, our origin is of the word. It simply means you cannot be disconnected from your source. You cannot be disconnected. If you are the word of God, you cannot be disconnected from the word of God. Praise the Lord. When I think about spiritual maturity, I ask myself, what is the number one attitude a Christian must have so that he can know he's matured? And the two things that strikes me the most is one, understanding the efficacy of the word and two, understanding the love of God. If you come to the point of your life where you understand the love of God, brothers and sisters, you have it all. You have it all. How do you respond to the world? How do you respond to people? Do you respond to people by how you feel or by the world? How do you react in situations? Do you react by how you feel or by the world? If someone gets you very, very angry, and you are well pleased. It is, in fact, you go to the point where your body is shaking, you're vibrating. Do you respond by what you feel? Or do you choose to respond by the word? The word is everything. The word created you. So if you must respond, you have to, be, you have to respond as orchestrated by the word of God. He says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. You can only be built by the word. You can only build up any other person by the word. If you try to change any human being, this world, the person will not change. The only way the person can change is by the word. The word will make you. The word will raise you. The word will set you as a king that you are. And the Bible says, where the word of the king is, there is power. So as a king, you must speak the word to enact that power. Praise the Lord. At this time, I will kindly ask, I'll kindly hand over to Sister Joy to take the further study and the prayers. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Brother Martins, for the ministration. Um, thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. I'll be taking the further study. We're reading from we're reading from Mark 12:24. It says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Do ye not therefore err, because ye know not the scriptures, neither the power of God? And Act 17:11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. Praise God. Right now, we're going to be taking the prayer together. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me where you are. Dear Father, my heart is opened to receive your word and live by it today. 
I'm transformed from glory to glory. I'm positioned to fulfill your destiny and plan for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Right now, we are moving into the the one-year Bible reading, the New Testament reading for the one-year Bible plan. Praise God. Please just give me a minute. I want to um, see if I can share the share my screen. Okay, just a minute, please. Please, can you see my screen? Yes, we can, but you've not um, put anything up. Okay, just a minute, please. I'm so sorry. I think I was logged out. I'll just go ahead and read it. I'm not able to share my screen. I don't know what's wrong. So praise God. So sorry for that. Um, we're reading from Luke 12, 22 to 40. Reading from Luke 12, 22 to 48. And the title is Keep Yourself in God's Reality. So we are continuing from where we stopped yesterday. He continued the subject with his disciples. Don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or if the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There is far more to your inner life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the ravens, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, carefree in the care of God, and you count far more. Has anyone by fusing before the mirror ever gotten taller by so much as an inch? If fuzzing can't even do that, why fuzz at all? Walk into the fields and look at the wildflowers. They don't fuss with their appearance, but have you ever seen color and design quite like it? The 10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. If God gives such attention to the wildflowers, most of them never even seen. Don't you think he will attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is get you to relax, not to be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. 
people who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things. But you know both God and how he works. Steep yourself in God's reality, God initiative, God provisions. You will find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Don't be afraid of missing out. You are my dearest friends. The Father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. Be generous. Give to the poor. Get yourself a bank that can't go bankrupt. A bank in heaven, far from bank robbers. Save from embezzlers. A bank you can bank on. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be and end up being. The next title, When the Master Shows Up. Keep your shirts on. Keep the lights on. Be like house servants waiting for their master to come back from his honeymoon, awake and ready to open the door when he arrives and knocks. Lucky, the servant whom the master finds, out, finds on watch, he will put on an apron, sit them at the table and serve them a meal, sharing his wedding feast with them. It doesn't matter what time of the night he arrives, they are awake and so blessed. You know that if the house owner had known what night the burglar was coming, he wouldn't have stayed out late and left the place unlocked. So don't you be sovereign and careless. Just when you don't expect him, the son of man will show up. Peter said, Master, are you telling this story just for us or is it for everybody? The master said, let me ask you, who is the dependable manager, full of common sense, that the master puts in charge of his staff to feed them well and on time. He is a blessed man. If the master shows up, he's doing his job. But if he says to himself, the master is certainly taking his time, begins maltreating the servants and maids, throws parties for his friends and gets drunk, the master will walk in when he least expects it, give him the trashing of his life and put him back in the kitchen, peeling potatoes. The servants who know the servant who knows what his master wants and ignores it, or insolently does whatever he pleases, will be thoroughly thrashed. But if he does a poor job through ignorance, he will get off with a slap on the hand. Great gifts means great responsibilities. Hmm. Greater gifts, greater responsibilities. Praise the Lord. And with that, we've come to the end of the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. And today's um, Bible reading is very instructive. And I would like to advise that even after this devotion, we go back and study the word, this particular passage, and get out the life lessons out of it. Because these words are very applicable in our everyday life. Praise the Lord. I'd like to thank the esteemed Sister Maka for the opportunity. And I'd like to say thank you to everyone for your kind attention, for your time. I'd like to now hand over to Bro Martins as he takes us through the Old Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day ahead. Good morning. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Joy, for that wonderful read. Okay, we are jumping into the book of Judges, Judges chapter 9, 
from verse 1, Abimelech, son of Jerubal, went to Shechem to his uncles and all his mother's relatives and said to them, Ask all the leading men of Shechem, what do you think is best? That 70 men rule you, all those sons of Jerubal, or that one man rule you. You will remember that I'm your own flesh and blood. Your mother's relatives supported them. His mother's relatives supported the proposal to the leader of Shechem. That they be inclined to take Abimelech, Abimelech because they said he's, after all, one of us. They gave him 70 pieces of silver for the shrine of Baal of the covenant. With the money, had some. With the money, had some reckless riffraff soldiers, and they followed him along after him. And they followed along after him. He went to his father's house in Opera, and killed his half brothers and sons of Jerubah, seventy men. Wow. And on one stone, the youngest, Jotam, son of Jerubah, managed to hide. The only hide. Hide. The only survivor. Then all the leaders of Shechem and Beth and Beth Milo gathered at the oak by the standing stone at Shechem and crowned Abimelech king. When this was all told to Jotam, he climbed to the top of Mount Gerizim, raised his voice and shouted, Listen to me, leaders of Shechem, and let God listen to you. The trees set out one day to anoint a king for themselves. They said to the olive tree, rule of ours, but olive tree told them, am I no longer good for making oil? That for making oil that gives glory to the gods and men and to be demoted to waving trees, to waving over trees. The trees then said to the fig tree, you come and rule over us. But the fig tree said to them, am I no longer good for making sweets? My mouth watering sweet fruits and to be demoted to waving over trees. The trees then said to the vine, you come and rule over us. But the vine said, am I no longer good for making wine? Wine that cheers gods and men and to be demoted to waving over trees. All the trees then said to Tumbleweed, you come and reign over us. But Tumbleweed said to the trees, if you are serious about making me your king, come and find shelter in my shade. But if not, let fire shoot from Tumbleweed and burn down the cedars of Lebanon. Now listen, do you think you have the right an honorable thing when you made Abimelech king. Do you think you treated Jerubal and his family well? Did for him what he deserved. His father fought for you, risked his own life, and rescued you from Midian's tyranny. And you have just now betrayed him. You massacred his son, his sons, 70 men on a single stone. You made Abimelech the son of his maidservant king, 
overshaken leader because he's your reality. If you think this is an honest day's work, that way you have treated Jeroboam today, then enjoy Abimelech and let him enjoy you. But if not, let fire break from Abimelech and burn up the leaders of Shechem and Beth Milo. And let fire break from the leaders of Shechem and Beth Milo and burn up Abimelech. And Jotham fled. He ran for his life. He went to a beer, he went to beer and, set, and settled there and settled down there because he was afraid of his brother Abimelech. Verse 22. Abimelech ruled over Israel for three years. Then God brought bad blood between Abimelech and the Shechem leaders, who now walked treacherously behind his back. Violence boomeranged. The murderous violence that killed the 70 brothers, the sons of Jeroboam, was now loose among Abimelech and Shechem's leaders, who had supported the violence. To undermine 25, to undermine Abimelech, Shechem's leader put him put men in ambush on the mountain passes who robbed travelers on those roads. And Abimelech was told, at, the, at that time, Gao, son of Ebed, arrived with his relatives and moved to Shechem. The leaders of Shechem trusted him. One day, they went out into the field, gathered grapes and wine, gathered grapes in the vineyard, and Throw them in the wine press. Then they held a celebration in their God's temple, a feast, eating and drinking. Then they started putting down Abimelech. Gao, son of Ebed, said, Who is this Abimelech? And who are these Shechemites to take orders from him? Isn't he the son of Jerubal? And isn't this the henchman, Zubal? Zebu. We belong to the race of Hamor and bear the noble name of Shechem. Why should we be toadies of Abimelech? If I were in charge of these people, the first thing I would do is to get rid of Abimelech. I would say, show me your stuff, Abimelech. Let's see who is boss here. Zebu, governor of the city, heard what Gar, son of Ibeh, was saying and got angry. Secretly, he sent messengers to Abimelech with a message. Gao, son of Ibed, and Zulatif have come to Shechem and are stirring up trouble against you. Here's what you do. Tonight, bring your troops and wait in ambush in the field. And in the morning, as soon as the sun breaks, get moving and charge the city. Gao and his troops will come to you and you will know what to do next. Abimelech and his troops, four companies of them, went up that night and waited in ambush, approaching second. Gao, son of Ebed, had gotten up and was standing in the city gates. Abimelech and his troops left their cover. When Gao saw them, he said to Zebel, look at that, people coming down from the top of the mountains. Zebul said, there is nothing, that's nothing but mountain shadows. They looked just like men. Gal kept chattering away. Then he said again, look at the troops coming off Taboo's areas, the naval of the world. And one company coming straight from the 
Oracle Oak. Zebu said, where is that big mount of yours now? You who said, and who is Abimelech, that we should take orders from him? Well, there he is with the troops you ridiculed. Here is your chance. Fight away. Gal went out, backed by the leaders of Shechem, and did battle with Abimelech. Abimelech chased him. And Gal turned tail and ran. Many fell wounded right up to the city gates. Abimelech set up his street headquarters at Aruma, at Aruma, while Zeb Zebu kept Gal and his relatives out of Shechem. Verse 42. The next day, the people went out to the field. This was reported to Abimelech. He took his troops, divided them into three companies, and placed them in ambush in the field. When he saw that the people were out in the open, he sprang up and attacked them. Abimelech and the company with him charged ahead and took control of the entrance to the city gate. And the other two companies chased down those who were in the open field and killed them. Abimelech fought at the city all that day. He captured the city and massacred everyone in it. He leveled the city to the ground, then sowed it with salt. When the leaders connected with Shechem's tower, have this. They went into the fortified, they went into the fortified God of the Covenant Temple. This was reported to Abimelech that the Shechem Tower bunch who gathered together. He and the troops climbed the Mount Zalmon, the dark mountain. Abimelech took his axe and chopped off a bundle of firewood, picked it up and put it on his shoulder. He said to his troops, do what you have seen me do, and quickly. So each of his men cut his own bundle, then followed Abimelech, piled their bundles against the tower fortifications, and set the whole structures on fire. Everyone in the second star died, about a thousand men and women. Abimelech went on to Tibes. He camped at Tibes and captured it. The tower of strength stood in the middle of the city. All the men and women of the city, along with the city's leader, then fled there and locked themselves. They were up on the tower roof. Abimelech, gathered, Abimelech got as far as the tower and assaulted it. He came up to the, tower's door, to the tower door to set it on fire. Just then, some women dropped an upper milestone on his head and crushed his skull. He called urgently to his young armor bearer and said, draw your sword and kill me. So they can't say to me, a woman killed him. His armor bearer drew his sword in him and Abimelech died. When the Israelites saw that Abimelech, Abimelech was dead, they went home. Praise the Lord. I'm just thinking. <laughs> so with all this, um, in Nigeria, we say gra gra. So with all this thing, all this um, lofty height, this man in his mind must have gotten to. He was killed by stones from women. 
And he was so ashamed that he said, lest they see a woman killed him. I can imagine Goliath. With all he did, with all the wars they said he must have fought, who killed him? He's 17 years old stripling called David. Praise the Lord. God avenged the evil Abimelech had done to his father, murdering his 70 brothers, and God brought down on the head, on the heads of the men of Shechem, all the evil they had done, the cause of Jotam's son of Jerubal. Hmm. How can a man kill his father and 70 of his brothers because he wanted to be king? You see, the evil that has been perpetrated in the world today didn't start today. It did start today. It started a long time ago. And it will show you how terrible people have become. Is that bad? Praise the Lord. Once again, I'll say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for the opportunity. Thank you, Sister Joy, for this time. At this time, I'd like to ask if there's anyone amongst us who has a testimony to share. So we, have, um, a time, we have time to take one or two testimonies. So if you do have a testimony, you can kindly raise your hand as we take the testimonies. Please do raise your hand if you have a testimony. Thank you. Okay, we have um, Brother Emmanuel. Please kindly unmute your mic as you share your testimony, please. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, saints of God. Thank you, Mr. Amaka. Brother John, thank you so much for this opportunity. I want to thank you for this platform. Since I joined this platform, I think in January, it has been a blessing to me, and I've also tried to invite some other people on the platform. I want to thank God. I want to thank you for the opportunity to read the Bible and then the prayer sessions and the various uh, inspirations being shared on the platform. Something, why I'm sharing my testimony, I have a lot of testimony, but there's one that just present that happened this week. Um, it, has, it just as a regards of um, uh, wisdom playing out in me. No, God just making me to know what will happen. My car was, I have it, uh, there was a Toyota Alanda 2008 or nine. And uh, I get out in the morning, went to the office and um, I hold the lights and I didn't know, that was, that was not normal. So by the time I was closing the night, I realized that the battery was down. Knowing it's as though God orchestrated the event for me I called one of the engineers in the office and they helped me jumpstart the car. So I was on my way. So my wife was at home with the children and she told me to help me buy some things in the market. So I was helping out to maybe just get some meat, some stuff, meat. So I was about packing the market places and I just, something was telling I was just in the, in the car. I didn't wind down and while contemplating on, the, on what to do and looking at, okay, it's about to charge now. 
somebody just walked behind me and with a bunch of keys, not knowing that someone was still in the car <laughs> and the car was still on. And the guy was just about to open the car. <laughs> and I was stunned <laughs> why I was inside the car. So realizing that, you know, I, sh I, sh I shook myself in the, in the car, looking at him, he saw me and ran, almost eating, jumping over, you know, crossing the main road and not even mind the car coming. I just want to thank God for, uh, you know, I could have rushed out of the car, which is very normal for me, but wisdom make me to stay in the car, trying to know what will happen. I could have just parked the car and just watched the market and just buy whatever. And by the time I'm coming back, maybe I will not see the car again there. But this wisdom make me to stay in the car, to know what was about to happen. And God just delivered me from social embarrassment. And I want to give God praise because the world always works. Wisdom, what we are doing is imparting wisdom. Pastor, I've told us that wisdom is a force that causes us to do what we want to do. And then help us to, have, to, have, to avoid the evil that is coming. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. The wisdom of God is always working with us, telling us what to do at all times. Praise the Lord. Please, um, we would like to know if there's any other person who has a testimony. If you do have, please um, kindly raise your hand so we'll take your testimony. You have a word for us. You have um, what the Spirit of God is inspiring in you. Praise the Lord. Is there anyone? Praise the Lord. Okay, at this time we'll be taking our affirmation. Hello, hello, please. Please, I have a testimony. Okay, please. Okay. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much, Tamara, for this opportunity. So my testimony is that like, I'm in China schooling, but my parents are in Ghana. So my mom called me like three days ago that she's not feeling well. So since then, so yesterday, anytime we are taking the communion, after breaking the bread, I pray that like, because, because I'm taking the communion, I'm taking it on behalf of my mom. And like last night, she called me that she's better now she's very fine because she doesn't want to go to the hospital to raise eyebrows because of this covid issues that they wouldn't say she has covid but she says she's now feeling very fine so that's my testimony i really thank god for that praise the lord wow and her healing is consummated by the power of the holy spirit praise the lord okay at this time we'll be taking our affirmation Praise the Lord. So the affirmation will be on the screen any moment from now. But our affirmation, we normally start with our names. You say your name. Have the spirit of revelation and the knowledge of Christ. So I'm trying to get the affirmation on. Praise the Lord. Does any of the co-hosts have um, information? If you can, please do share it on the screen.
Thank you so much, Dozier. Okay, we start our formation by taking our names. You say your name, have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Christ. Second paragraph, you start with your name. I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name first, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. Praise the Lord. At this time, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute their mics as we take our formation at the count of three. Please unmute your mic. At the count of three, one, two, three. My name is Martin Zuche. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Christ. I have the riches of his glory of his heritage in me. I know the exceeding greatness of his power to me because I believe to be walking of his mighty power. I have the riches of his glory of his heritage in me. I have the riches of his power to me because I believe to be walking of his mighty power. I Praise the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, we're going into the communion right now. Praise the Lord. So, the Bible says in the book of Luke, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, the Lord Jesus, same night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is spoken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the precious body of Jesus Christ. It was broken for us. It was bruised. He was beaten. He was battered for us. Thank you, Lord God, for, this, for his death consummated our Christianity, consummated our righteousness. Thank you for we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. As we break this bread, we affirm our righteousness. We affirm our justification. We affirm our sanctification. We affirm that as you are, so are we in this world. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Bread and bread, bread and pieces. If power on the soul, gravity in the house to escape. After the same manner, he took the cup. 
many are soft saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This is the year as often as you drink this remembrance of me. But as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, do show the lost things that it comes. Thank you, Lord God, for the precious blood as we get better things than the blood of Abel. The blood of sanctification. The blood that was shed for our salvation. You bled and died that we might live. Your body broken that we might live. Your blood was shed for our righteousness. And today and now we walk in victory. We walk in prosperity. We walk in righteousness. We walk in grace and in great glory. Oh, you said the glory that you have given unto the Lord Jesus Christ. He has given unto us so that we'll be one as you are one with the Father. Lord, we thank you. For even as we go for this day, we go in the name of Jesus Christ, shining forth, and then we see the glory of God in us. Yes, your glory is upon us, even this day. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. As we take this call, we are firm. We are firm that we are new creations in Christ Jesus. We are firm that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, go ahead and take the cup. Liga Bashta Ligreste, Rondo Sobra Vista, Latego Bosigan Breadlink the Kid High, Oran de Glastelagia, Coke Kum de Kaiba, Duliki Banda, Grabatega Boshika Babaya. Oh, Shadiga Branda Sobra Vista Lamanda. This day, Bon Sata Giba Ronto Rogo Boshika Babaya. The lines are falling onto us in pleasant places. This day, Grace is speaking for us. Yes, this day angels have been dispatched to minister for us and to us. This day, the wisdom of God is working mightily in our lives. This day, joy unspeakable and full of glory. This day, thank you, Father. We give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. At this time, we'll be taking our benediction and taking us in fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest in us now and forever. Amen. Amen. follows us all the days of our lives. We run in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Brethren, Amen. Lord walks. Hey! Hello. 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 Hello.